You're listening to Good Lad Unscripted with your host. <laughs> Welcome to Goodlad Unscripted, the podcast. I'm Terry Goodlad, your host. I've got my beautiful wife, Anna Tigre, with me today. This is a continuation of our last podcast. We promised on the last podcast, because there's so much to talk about on this subject, that we would come back and talk about this. Yes. Today's show is brought to you by blessedbodywear.com and blackbean.coffee. Don't go to the website yet because it's not. <laughs> well, you can go. There's really not a lot there yet. but um, And Silver Bullet. And Silver Bullet Anti-Aging. Yes. Thank you, Susie Bell. We talked about kids. Now, just a little bit of a backdrop. Um, we've got four little ones now. Uh, the oldest one is about to be five. Mm -hmm. She's four. Mm -hmm. The youngest one is a year and a half. Mm -hmm. The other two are... Comaine's going to be four in August. And Emma, Emma just, just turned, turned four. four. Uh, now all of those kids have had trauma, mm -hmm. uh, not by us, but, <laughs> but they've all experienced trauma. Yeah. Um, they came, they all came in as foster kids. Yeah. The and girls just got adopted. Katie and Emma, we just ago. adopted uh, May, May 12th. Yeah. And Kwamein, we, we are raising him for his mom at this point yeah. while she's we're basically she's part of the family yeah. too. We're just she's all our daughter too. We're just, it's just one great big family <laughs> yes. is what it is. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, and then Cole. The Hopefully to, in uh, five and a half months, we'll file his paperwork. Yeah, for adoption. So uh, we talked about the last show. We talked about dealing with the kids. Now, there's so many people on lockdown. Mm -hmm. You know, we've seen all the funny memes. We know the stuff behind the memes is not so funny about the homeschooling and the yeah. stuff like that. We know uh, there's the, the incidence of domestic dispute or domestic dispute, domestic violence yeah. has uh, grown rapidly. And we're just talking about in the Las Vegas area. I know it was up uh, 35% was the last, last statistic I saw. Yeah. Uh, you know, kids are getting the better, the, the rough end of that stick that, you know, is not being reported to the police because they're not going to school. And yeah. unless they end up at the hospital, nobody knows. Right. Unless, yeah, exactly. And I know that at least here in, in Las Vegas, um, DFS, the Department of Family Services. Yeah, they're limping along on, no they staff. are, yeah, you know, no so, staff. So they're, so not, they're not doing as many. Right, um, checking on people and yeah, things exactly. like that. Like even for us as foster parents, they're doing it by video. Right. You know, and, and so it's, uh, it's a very dangerous time for kids right now. Yeah. And so we wanted to talk about dealing with kids. Uh, and, and you're not an expert. I, I'm not a doctor. You're not Absolutely a doctor. Absolutely not an expert. Uh, you're my expert, <laughs> but you're still a long ways away from being an expert. Sure. Uh, you've, you know, the, the behavioral stuff, we, we have a very, it's a 10 week, very intensive course to become a foster parent. Right. And when you get your first foster child, you realize that really didn't prepare you for anything. No. It's like any degree, really, you're not prepared for anything. You know, right. you learn it real time, but uh, you've, studied hours Countless upon hours, hours and powers yes. of videos. Now these videos are not, these are, um, directed as they're directed for workers, for, you know, people that are psychologists and you know, yes. stuff like that. So it's that level of stuff. And then you've taken some courses and the last one is the most valuable the one you did for, it was four days. Yeah. Uh, and most of the people at that course, were they, professionals. Yes, they were. And it was just you and another woman were actual foster parents. Right. And the rest were all professionals. Yeah. Um, 
but it's talking about kids, neural pathways, brain plasticity, yes. uh, creating neural pathways, uh, correcting neural pathways, um, helping kids resolve their issues and behaviors and understanding those behaviors and issues. And yeah, and it's an interesting thing because uh, the name of this last course that I took, which there was a lot of uh, therapists there and, and professionals, um, and I'm supposed to say that I am tbri informed so there you go <laughs> pc yeah there you go i'm not an expert no, you're um, not. but i did go because we do have four kids they call kids from hard places uh you know any kid that has experienced any kind of trauma um so every foster kid will be that but something that we don't talk about is that any kid that has been born um early and has spend time in the NICU, mm -hmm. uh, any kid that has had surgery, mm -hmm. any kid that the parent had to be hospitalized for a couple of weeks, mm -hmm. you know, or the mother had postpartum depression. Mm -hmm. um, it could be such a number of things, divorce, mm -hmm. um, all of that causes trauma mm -hmm. and trauma changes the brain chemistry. And so we've learned, you know, I just, I just want to emphasize that point. Yes. It actually can change your brain chemistry. It changes yes. how your brain processes information. Right. Right. And so what you may see is... A behavior. Uh, an event happens. Right. Um, a car a car stops short in front of you. Yeah. And you have to hit the brakes and the tires squeal. Right. And all of a sudden your kid's losing their mind. Right. But maybe they were in a car during a car accident and right. they lost somebody or somebody went to the hospital. And so it triggers them and puts them right back to right. that other time. And sometimes they are and you're, too, and you're trying to tell them to calm down. You know, nothing happened. Right. But to them, it did happen. It did happen. And, and sometimes what happened, like being a NICU, being a preemie, their, their minds might not remember the memory of it, but their body, they say the bodies remember. Mm -hmm. So the body just remembers and they have a reaction and they don't know why. And when I left that course, it was two, so it was four days, nine to five. So it was, it was a long course. Um, I realized that all of us, like I talked to you about mm -hmm. things that you do, you know, in your childhood and about myself and about Elaine and every, everybody, like we're all damaged, you know, in, in some way. So if you have a better understanding, you, you can better help and, and yourself. This, this, this is the point. And I want to, I want to sort of lay this on the backdrop and then I want to ask you some questions, but the backdrop, as I understand it is essentially all of us have experienced things, you mm -hmm. know, uh, some at different levels and some people process it differently than Absolutely. others. And so there's simple things that you know, some really, really intense things may not affect a certain person or a child. Yeah. In the same family, something much people, smaller, right? you know, and so in the same family, like Comain is very deeply affected by everything. Yes. You know, cadence a little bit less so. Right. Cadence has had some horrific experiences right you know she's been moved uh i mean this this home here that she's in now this is her 10th move right you know and this is her last move both her and emma yeah yeah but it's their 10th move mm -hmm. and so stability is an issue for her it's right. a big issue so she has when control we, issues well we had like for instance this is just a for instance when we would have another couple come visit us cadence would become their best friend their best friend because she thinks she's got to go home with them 
Right. And, and so it was really difficult to get her to, okay, you're doing like, she'd sit on a guy's lap and rubbing his chest. Yeah. Now she has had some abuse that causes her to be over-sexualized. Right. And so she you, was like, you got a two year old, old yeah, yeah, two, two or three, two yeah. or three year old sitting there rubbing a grown man's chest. Yeah. You know? And so how do you deal with that? Right. What do you do? Well, first reaction is honey, stop that. You know, yeah. that's wrong. You're bad. You know, that's, you know, but that's not, you no. know, because all of this understand is their experience and it's real. Uh, I want to back up all of this stuff. The reason why you have courses and things like that is so that we as parents can understand and make sure that we're not doing more damage by mm-hmm. doing what we think is a logical thing, what our mother always did, the way we were raised, or what our grandparents taught us. Or even some of the therapists that we use. Or some of the therapists that we use. Yeah. Uh, exactly, because we learned that, that something that was working or we were supposed to do for a year, we find out all of a sudden, boom, it's, that's not the thing to do anymore, right. and this is why. Right. And and then as minute that we change, it's like, boom, different result. Yep. And, and so the point is, is you know, there's always, it's always about correcting behavior. Right. And correcting behavior is some sort of consequence. Right. Uh, with us as foster parents, you are not legally, you're not allowed. Right. To physically, like you can't spank, spank your kids. Their kids. Can't Even spank if your you kids. wanted to. Yeah. Even if you want to, you can't. Yeah. Uh, I've never agreed with spanking anyway. Um, I've always been able to get what I needed using my brain. Right. You know, because ultimately these kids, they want to please you, you know, um, and if you can weed through the problems that prevent. And so this is what we're talking about right now is weeding through the problems. Yeah. I think the most important thing is, is as a parent, give yourself a break. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm the, the drill sergeant kind of guy. That's my way of thinking. I'm going to stand but you up it, straight. But yet you are the, the, most playful like that's who they yeah. count on for all their fun all their laughs all their tickles all their <laughs> but the thing of it is is and, and the thing of it is is i i line them all up okay are you looking at me okay here's what we're doing here's what we don't do we do this are we yeah. all clear and yeah. then i get you know clear you yeah. know i get and then we go away and we're we're okay for a while till we forget right, right. and so that's my approach to it um but because there's so much snuggling and cuddling and laughing and tickling and playing and stuff like that, uh, it's balanced out, right. you know? And so when they get sorted out and they know they did something wrong, now I'm not yelling at them and calling them names and stuff like that. I'm just, okay, everybody stand up here. Yeah. Look at me. Okay. And you know, you can't throw rocks at each other. You understand me. Are we clear? Yes, we're clear. Okay. Cause if you hurt each other, you know, it's like that. It's a conversation. If I raise my voice, they get freaked out they get freaked out yeah because i'm this big strong guy and that's not what daddy does right and so i have a lot of power there if i understand it but i also have to build that foundation first in order to have that Mm -hmm. ability to influence them that way Mm -hmm. once i influence them understand it doesn't make the problem go away right it just you have to count on it's something you got to do over and over yes. and over it's like going to the gym you know you can get big arms but if you just stop working out that day you know they're going to be skinny again soon and that's kind of where it starts you know um expectations have to be the the number one and that's thing. the thing i wanted to talk to you about first of all it's just expectations as a parent expectations i think of your kids and expectations of yourself right so talk to me a little bit about uh you know, correcting behavior and what expectations are, Yeah, how that reprimand, uh, the child processes that reprimand. Right. And then also um, 
you know, what we should expect of ourselves. Because I think a lot of times the frustration is that this problem hasn't been solved. It's not gone away. Right. And so we escalate as parents. Right. Right. Well, and and I just went through this past couple of weeks, you know, adding another child to a family that had a very, we had found our balance, you know, with the kids. Um, they were they couldn't have been at a better place. Mm -hmm. And so of course you're gonna add not just a new child, but it's not a newborn. Cause a newborn, they eat and they sleep, right? With a one and a half, he already has wants and needs and a voice and a personality. A personality. He would take their toys away. So it, it, it has completely affected all of them in a different way. And we call it triggered, you know, so they all have been triggered by it. And so what happens is everything that I worked so hard in the last two years since the girls came to us to have it under control. And then I took all those courses and I applied it and everything went downhill. You know, so the past two weeks I had very little sleep and then I had a lot of tears, a lot of acting out a lot of uh, behaviors that were conquered and they came back. The difference is, is with the knowledge that I have now and with the foundation that we built, now it's been only two weeks, but I'm seeing them all finding their groove again and the anxiety going away and they're all happy. So um, I, if I went into adding coal to our life without expecting them all to regress and acting out that creates more anxiety and more frustration for myself if i expect a full night of sleep every night i'll be waking up and be frustrated frustrated at, at being tired you know now again you you mm -hmm. had the foresight to understand that mm -hmm. so you knew they were going to regress right uh did you have a plan or did you make a plan on how you're going to deal with it you know a pl my plan, your plan like has boxing, to be right? fluid. Yes. I think it's like boxing, like Mike Tyson says, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. That's right? absolutely it. You know, uh, because honestly, I thought Quamaine, because he's so loving and he's not, he shares like he's the most, he's kind, he's loving, all that. I thought he wouldn't have a problem at all. And he loves babies, you know he's the one that had the most acting out yeah. and the most problem. And so, but of course that added to the fact that you now had a job that you were out of the house all the time and you were his rock, you know, he's so. Um, and I think the other thing was, is we didn't prepare him to what, we told him he was getting a little brother. Right. He thinks of a kid that is at the same level he's at, that's going to be a playmate. And or he gets that this, is a little baby, a little baby right. that doesn't do anything. And he gets this kid that, doesn't, doesn't talk. do anything. It's like getting a toy with no batteries, right? Right. So, you know, we make, we all make mistakes as, as much as his we feelings were hurt. He thought he didn't Cole like didn't him, like him because right. he wouldn't play with him. Why do I talk to him? He doesn't talk to me. Right. And why do and I want to play, play cars with him? I call him. He doesn't come, you know, things like that. So, so you have that. Um, so the way he acts out is, you know, a, a, a fly, a flies on his arm and you would think that somebody cut his arm off. Mm -hmm. He just cries and it's just, that's when his feelings are hurt. But when you have, when you're cooking food, your husband is gone, you know, working all night. And then you have cadence that is also triggered asking you 32 million questions. 
And the and way Emma just refuses to do anything. Emma, she either refuses to do it or she goes and sneaks and she cut off Katie's doll's hair, you know. <laughs> so, and then the dogs, you know, there was a bird in the backyard, so they're barking. It's so easy to get to the point where you lose your stuff, you mm. know, and then you you yell, you know, like that's the, let's say for a, for a, a parent that doesn't have any like uh, temper problems, you're like, okay, everybody's just stop. You want everything to well, stop. Well, it just becomes overwhelming becomes overwhelming you know i imagine that he, somebody you somebody that has a, a tendency react however you react as a parent right some people hit their kids some people would set the house on fire like whatever it is that you're so what i've learned is that um at that point you can't be like okay honey calm down okay katie stop asking questions emma don't do that. Like you can't do that. Right. So what works for me is I bring them all to the couch. They already know that. And I said, guys, we need a, um, they call it at the gym. Uh, it, it's not a timeout. They know they're not right. in trouble. Okay. It's a play break. That's what they call. We need a play break. So what I need you to do is I'm going to put on this TV and I and I hate saying that because I was that parent that's like, oh, my kids are not gonna watch TV yeah. more than thirty minutes. You I'm know, gonna chop wood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I, we're all gonna sit here. I'm gonna put on. I'm gonna pick the TV show. So I put something that is leveled, you know, and educational, but that they like. And I said, and I'm gonna make some popcorn. Okay, so you guys just sit here eat your popcorn and i'm gonna tell you when you can come out if somebody doesn't listen then you can take your play break in your bed so is that kind of a reset so it's a reset for them but also a reset for myself mm -hmm. because at that point i have lost control of the situation literally mm -hmm. you know um and parents need to acknowledge that that sometimes i've lost control i've lost control and so before you go and you're like stop doing that baby. i can't believe it you know because that that um releases some kind of hormones that you feel like ah you know it takes that pressure away but, yeah but, but you made your situation infinitely worse, infinitely yeah. worse. Mm -hmm. and so before you go there you do a reset that way and then usually and, what i do now, what you've taught me about that is by taking control of the situation, you're giving them that stability right. that they need. They need guidance. They need a strong leadership. Yeah. They need they need that. They need to see calm in you. Right. And then they don't panic and it, it rubs off on them and they calm right. down. And and that for me, that's the exact opposite of every cell in my body is telling me that And that's it that's the opposite, you know, I'm right. Latin and I'm loud and, you know, just normally. Really? Um <laughs> and that's the opposite of what I wanted to do and what I've done in the past when I didn't have this this knowledge um, but is what I've once you try it but it's a smart thing to do because when you do right. it it's like boom right all of a sudden the temperatures just goes right everybody slows down they're still kids they're doing their thing but they're paying attention and they've they, you know and they respect the fact and then at that point what I do 
and this is how I do it, is I start loving them. I'll give them each a peck on the head, on the forehead, give them a kiss on the forehead, you know, get them, do you want some water? Okay, I'll go get them water. So I meet that need with the food, the water, give them a kiss and some reassurance and like that. Right. And then definitely I do what you taught me to do. And that's just go take a breather. Yeah. Get perspective again. Now figure something out. What are you going to do next? So next um what they need is those feelings are still there so if you say play break is over uh there's a 90 percent chance that they're gonna go back and do the same stuff um so what i've learned is there's two things you can do one physical activity put them in a van go to the park let them or the backyard right the backyard yes but ours is not big enough you know, it, it's okay, it's still fresh air, but if I don't have the option to go to the park, what I did is I've been using paint, finger painting, because it's tactical. Tactile. Tactile. And they paint their, le- there's there's no nothing off limits, which is a problem because they paint yeah, the house. Yeah, dad's now gonna <laughs> go out there and get a, oh God, what a mess. Anyway, uh, that's another show, but, um, <laughs> but they they paint their legs they paint their their feet their clothes they do footprints and literally terry painted the dog they did the (laughs) they did 30 minutes of paint and they're different kids yeah you know we go to the park what i've been doing with them is we get there we take their shoes off so they actually feel the grass in 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 their feet and it releases that energy goes into the ground and they can run around we take the ball with us <laughs> what they've been doing we go in the morning when it's hot in the, we live in vegas but um we were there one day and the sprinklers came on to water the grass and they're like can we run through it and of course as a mom i'm like oh, oh no yeah exactly <laughs> and i'm like yes you can go and they run and run and run under the sprinklers. They get all wet. And the first day I didn't have a full set of clean clothes for them, but I just said, let's sit in the sun and and eat some snacks until you dry out. And then when we got in the van, I took off their pants and, you know, we drove home and they were so peaceful after that. So you have to acknowledge that if though that, if the anxiety, imagine yourself when you have anxiety, what do we do we go to the gym we go for a run you know or we go pamper ourselves we get a massage we soak in the tub well, i go i go back to this you know you 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 find out there's a death in the family right and your wife comes to you crying there's a death in the family and you tell her to suck it up right you know quit yeah. crying and suck it up we can't we don't have time for this right what now. happens to the relationship yes and what happens to that person's brain right you see what I mean? Exactly. And, and, and understanding the science that you and I have learned, mostly you, yeah. but that you've passed on to me and that I've done some of my own reading and, and understanding, yeah. uh, understanding the science, you actually, you create, you're creating neural pathways and what neural pathways are essentially, I guess the simple way of putting them is information comes into your brain and what does your brain do with that? Where does to it go? process it, it, yes. You know, do you laugh? Do you cry? Do you punch somebody in the face? Do you, do you get you, quiet? Do you feel bad about yourself? Do you right. get anxiety? What happens? And so those are all neural pathways. And so you're creating those neural pathways in your kids. Yes. Now, what we have learned and decided is we don't want our limitations right. to limit our kids' development yes. and who they become 
yes. as they get older. Yes, because and so you and know so they, under- they they say in a in a course mm-hmm. it's coach not warden right, right? and so you want to be a warden yeah you know knock yourself out you are gonna have four kids that just march through good luck with that when they turn adolescence yeah you right. say goodbye you never see them again they're right. gonna move very far away from you they'll call you on your birthday and on holidays if you're lucky yeah. and that's what happens because they want to avoid that experience and i don't blame them yeah. you know and so and coach doesn't mean best friend it just means you're there for them mm-hmm. they want to be heard they want to be validated they want this their feelings to matter well okay if if you find out one of your parents passed away and you're crying what do I do? You right. know, well, you want to you want to meet that need, but you have to understand the need. Yes. What is your brain doing right, right. now? I'm capable of saying to you, right. my parents passed away. I'm very very sad, and cry. Right now, I know other people that what they do is they don't tell you that. Right. They just start being really destructive. Yes. Smashing things or breaking things, and they're yes. justifying. Well, my dad died. What do you think? You know, right? Like I know people like there's people in my life right now that I know are like that. Yes. That and, and but that's the neural pathways. They were not allowed to process it. So you're going to because do you something. make people feel uncomfortable. Yes. And so what happens is you limit their ability. And so right now our kids just express themselves. Right. And then. It's up to us to determine not what is uncomfortable for us, but what is destructive to them. Well, yesterday, I'll give you an example because it just happened. With Katie. Katie, what she does is if she's upset, she starts to wanting to control the other kids. Yeah. Well, then they can't stand her and they don't want to have anything to do with her. And it's going to be a problematic thing for her when she gets older in life. Right. And so it's like, okay, Cadence, you know, we got to find another way to deal with her control thing. You wanted to give me an example. Well, and I'll give an example of what I've done with Katie. One of the things I do with her is I say, you know what? honey because she's four i said right now you are not playing very nice with others you need some time for yourself so go do some art and she gets lost in her art. she's so extremely artistic she gets lost in her creativity and she comes back and she is fine and that way it's not punishment and how do you deal with the behavior how do you deal with her controlling something or telling emma what to do constantly or quamaine um like she's always wants to take somebody else's toys and yes. never share hers. Yes. So, so how would you deal with that? I explained to her that what she, first I explained to her because if I told her that yesterday, she already forgot. So I explained to her, I said, I said, Cadence, you know, you are a child. They are children. Mommy's here to decide what's going to happen. You don't tell them what to do. You worry about your toy and what you're doing. Now, uh, if you continue to do this, then you won't be able to play with them. You're going to have to play by yourself. Okay, mommy. And five minutes later, she's doing that again. I just go and say, remember, we just talked about this. Okay, it's time for you to do some art because you're right now you can't play very nice. Now, after the art, do you spend time when she's calmed down? Do you, is there another lesson after another conversation after that? I ask her. Uh, she got to a point now that it's been so long that I say, do you think you're ready to go play nice? And she's like, yes. And sometimes she is, sometimes she isn't. And right. she knows. And I've heard her say, no, I'm not. Yeah, no, I'm not. I Sometimes she's like, I need a little time. I'll go, I'll go play Barbies. But you know? what that's teaching her is at some point in time when she finds, when she gets older, now she has a, a mechanism in place to help her self-regulate. When she gets triggered sure. by something that makes that bad behavior come out, 
she can self-regulate. And she, she used to do herself. it with food. Right. She used to just stuff herself with everything. And now she does with art, right. you know, and so it's still a coping mechanism, but we all need one. But it's very positive. It's very positive. And she and ends up, she ends up lots of times, if she did something to Jesse or Comaine, yeah, she'll go make him a piece of art and give it to him. Yeah. And make amends for what she's done. Yeah. And, and, you know, and she comes out and she does something. She's like, she's so proud. It's like, look at the unicorn, you know? And so you praise her. So she comes out of that with a higher self-esteem and honestly, her biggest problem is low self-esteem. It doesn't show itself that way. You would never think meeting her that she has a self-esteem problem. No. But that's her. So she, because she overcompensates by being, pretending she, she's so confident and in charge, but she, she's not. But I was going to give you an example of yesterday where uh, I basically reach my limit of going so many days without sleep and so many days, you know, all running the whole house by myself. You were at work. Elaine was very busy. So no help at all. Uh, so keeping the house clean, the kids and all that. And so yesterday you were off and you got your sleep. And so in the afternoon I was having a nap, right? And so the kids woke up from their nap and you and Elaine covered for me. And basically something came up, you had to go to, to work at the office. You said, can you watch the kids? And because you said, can you watch the kids? She did, but she didn't think about feeding them. Right. Right. And then you took Kwame to the store with you, uh, and you came back and I was in the room and I hear him crying. And I literally thought that she, he had cut off a finger. Yeah. He was hysterical. Okay. He was hysterical because we went to the drugstore and he wanted a toy. And I said, no, you can't have, because he picked out an expensive toy. And I said, no, honey, we're here to pick up what we got to pick up. There's no toys. And we had talked about this before we went. So right. he was prepared, right. but he still had it in his head. He was getting something. Right. And he was just absolutely unreasonable and lost his mind. Again, you'd think he got his finger cut off. Right. And I, I couldn't do anything with him. Right. And then he came home and he was, so it took me, I was so out of it, but I, I got myself together and I walked out. And he came to me and he, he's like, you know, for me to pick him up. And he's like, oh, I asked for a toy and daddy said no, you know. And I, so what you want to do is like, of course not. You know that we don't go to the yeah, store, yeah, you know, yeah. at that lecture. That's what I did. Okay. And so the first thing that I did is I held him and I acknowledge his feelings because that is real. He is truly right that right then and there is life or death mm -hmm. and and so i said i'm so sorry you're sad to come here so i hug and you acknowledge his feelings and i said and then i look and it's five o'clock and so i'm like what did he eat and elaine's like oh i forgot to feed them yeah he's still unreasonable he's not crying as much i said okay so then i said here honey you know have a banana, I don't want it. Okay, so Elaine was making some pasta and stuff. I fed him, he ate two bowls of pasta, he ate and he ate chicken, you know, he ate all this stuff. And then he was level, and then I said to him, after all that, I said, remember we talked about that, you know, next time you guys are getting toys is gonna be Katie's birthday is coming up in two weeks. So when we go to the store, we don't get one. Oh yeah, yeah, mommy. Like you would think that was the right. norm. So 
it's so easy to react to But with to all them. of our kids' lack of sleep, right. food, right. or a change in schedule, right. and they're going to be unreasonable. Unreasonable, and literally they, they act as if they're total brats, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and, and so my point is, is sometimes like, sometimes you can't help it. You know, no. because you got stuff going on and yeah. and like that. But but then understand that when they act crazy, right? Like what? like with yesterday, I didn't. I I was busy doing what I was doing. Right. I didn't think that he was that hadn't eaten. Right, it just hadn't occurred to me. Right. right. And so, because um, that, that wasn't really my department. Yes, so exactly. I was doing other things and he was just so off the wall and I'm trying to figure out what the problem is. And right. I, I couldn't for the life of me figure out what it was. And I didn't get all embarrassed. Or I didn't raise my voice at him or anything like that. Yeah. I picked him up and I carried him. Right. And, you know, he was, but he was just so unreasonable heartbroken somebody yes. had shot his dog right you know it was old yeller and so is it uh, and i just like i don't know what's up with him like right. he's just you know and i said comaine you can't always have a new toy right and then it was like how oh, he didn't eat and it's like well God, of course right and and so the the point is is it first basic thing food sleep change of schedule yes. any kid will be affected it, by that was, and it, if you do that cut them some slack yes you know what i mean you know what i'm gonna say always cut them some slack uh, until all the you way understand until what the problem is yes. don't assume this is what i've learned don't assume they're yeah. trying to that they're just being little buggers or that trying you know, to, they're be trying to manipulate you. they're being defiant or anything like that there's spoiled. a bigger thing there yes you're gonna have to try to so take your time slow your roll I'm talking to myself now, slow your roll, yeah. take a deep breath and try to figure out what the problem is first. Yes. And then you can fix the problem. Right. Once you, you know, but you're not fixing anything just because you're the loudest person there. They may be quiet. Right. But trust me, you have not fixed and the problem. And still inside, he is not processing it the way you are. So because he has low blood sugar, he doesn't know he needs to eat. Right. He doesn't know he's tired. He doesn't this is know. It's very real to him. It's very real and the world is falling apart. And so the first thing you do is be there for them. Yeah. You can correct the behavior later. Yeah. And that it's all going to be fine. They're not going to be spoiled. Um, so parents cut yourself some slack too you know the lockdown is very hard on everybody but i would say right now get your kids out of the house get them exercise uh exercising get them doing uh artistic things um and just understand that you are not superhuman also this course that i took it says you have to do all this stuff 40% of the time right. for them to have a, you know, a good foundation. Yeah. So it's not like you're never gonna fail. It's not like you every time you're gonna have the perfect uh, solution, you're not. Don't feel guilty, just say, okay, what went wrong? Oh my gosh, like the day before you were at work, they all had anxiety. So I let them stay up with me in my bed later than normal, mm -hmm. right? But the baby is, five, is up 5.30 in the morning. They all got up at 5.30. By 11, they were all doing stuff they haven't done in two years. Right. And it's like, oh, no, no kidding. So last night, they all went to bed at 8.30. Mm -hmm. You know, which I've been letting them stay up until 9, 9.30. No. And they slept till almost seven. And 
there's so much there's so much more we can talk about i'm gonna give a reference there's a great book called triggers mm-hmm. uh the author is amber leah and wendy speak s-p-e-a-k-e it's called triggers um you got to read it. We've got it at audible.com. If you, if you like audiobooks, uh, that's where we got it from. But Triggers, uh, and it's really, really helpful. Mm-hmm. It's a very, very helpful book. And, and we're, you know, we're not trying to sell anybody. Like, I'm, I'm not interested in debating parenting right. stuff. Okay. It's like, hey, we've been everybody through finds a lot. What, yeah, everybody <laughs> finds what works for them. What, I, what, I, what it is here is it's about if you're a parent, you've been at the end of your rope. If you're a parent, you've probably plotted your child's death at some point <laughs> or your spouse's. But, you know, there, there's a limit that you can handle as a parent when you, whether it's one kid or 10 kids, right? we've all been pushed to the limit. We've all been tested. We've all been frustrated and didn't know what to do. Yep. And we're just, you know, we've all lost it at some point. Yep. You know, that's just, I'll guarantee you. Yeah. If you're a parent, that's true. And so this is just about trying to find ways. And with us, there's no, uh, there's no such thing as a method <laughs> that fixes everything. Right. What it is, is it's okay. Here's a tool in my toolbox. I've got probably in my, in my toolkit out there, I probably got 20 screwdrivers. They all work for different things. Sure. It's just a matter of getting as many tools in your toolbox as you can and then trying different things. If that works, good. If it didn't work, why? Did, well, first of all, why did it work? And then if it didn't work, why didn't it work? Right. And then you're just finding things. But at the end of the day, losing it on your kids and, and thinking that you're actually making progress you're, you're going to find out the hard way later on. If that that's, that's how not, you deal with every situation. That's you, not going right. to work. Um, finding out like understanding your child's brain and how that brain works and what it's doing mm-hmm. you know is going to help you understand how to resolve the issue help your child develop and so they're going to live a, a normal and happy life this triggers it's not all the answers but it's a very very helpful book there's a couple really really good helpful tools in that book and i urge you to if you're a parent read as many books as you can first of all it's a nice little escape mm-hmm. <laughs> you know uh, if you need to sit and have your glass of wine or your or, or your black bean coffee <laughs> and read your book. But uh, it's really, really important. I found as a parent, and this is something I never believed because it was always, no, you know, we didn't do that when I was a kid. Right. You know, I was one of those guys, right? And it's like, yeah, well, okay. You know, when I was a kid, we also drove, you know, a 1969, you know, Mercury, right? <laughs> yeah. and we're not driving that anymore. And yeah. we didn't have computers. We didn't have cell phones. We didn't have a lot of things back then. We used to have a black and white TV. We're not using a black and white TV now. Why? Because there's a better way. Yeah. And so don't be afraid to try a better way. I'm not knocking my grandmother. She did a great job. With the tools she had. With the tools she had. Yeah. But we've got so many more tools now. My Why parents not are 80 and they came and they spent, you know, a couple months here at the end of the year. And and they raised four kids. They raised four kids. And my mom said to me, she's like, I wish I knew all the stuff you guys right. know. And because we are foster parents, uh, you you pretty much have to. Well, it gets forced on you at first if you want to be a foster parent. Right. Then you understand. They're so thankful for it. Oh my God. This is so, now you just want to learn more and, and more and more. Search. And so we're yeah. both, I mean, you far more so, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm reading stuff all the time, yeah. trying to learn how to be a better dad because there's so much good, helpful information out there. Why would you not want to use it? Right. You know, why would you want to put, go out to your backyard on a fire and, and trying to cook food with a pot and a stick? 
right. when you've got a stove inside and you know it just makes no sense you know so forget the pride forget the you know the, the silly arguments and just like hey there's tools out here that are going to help me and more so they're going to help your kids yep you know because you're going to endure this you know how will your kids fare yeah you know and, and so this is stuff that you can do to help them develop you know better more effectively have better relationships down the road they, they said at the course you know it's money in the bank yeah. so every time and sometimes you know they say seven yeses for one no and you're like how how can i possibly but it's the little things mm -hmm. uh mommy can i can i can i do this you know they spend all day say can all i do this? can i do this? and <clears throat> a lot of times we might be inconvenienced, overwhelmed, tired. You know, you already gave that child 32 things that they asked for. But if it's not going to harm them and it's not going to, you know, like if it's not if a bad thing in any if way. If every question, if everything they want to do, every dream they have, every right. idea is met with a great big stop sign. Right. You know, they're not going to come to you. No, I mean, would you do that? Right. Would you do that? No. You know, I think I want to get up. I want to have a glass of wine right now. No. no. Yeah. Oh, well, I want to have red wine, not right. white wine. No. Right. You know, just say no to yourself as many times as you say no to your kids. And you're going to understand why your kids are going to have an issue with that. Right. So you try to say yes. And for example, one of the tools they taught us is like this. Uh, we're coming back from the park and they know they're going to get home and have a nap. And so Kwame said, can we watch Frozen 2? You know, and it's a two hour movie. They're, they can't. Right. And so you we, what yes. you want to say is no. But you, what you should say, yes, right after your nap. Mm -hmm. So you still said a yes, but you still have control over the schedule. And, and so they come out of that saying, oh, she said yes. Mm -hmm. But what we want to say is like- and If it's completely unreasonable, you say no. Well, if it's, but that's thing, your no. But the thing of it is, and there's also, you know, can I watch uh, this, you know, or can I do this? Yep. Uh, well, you can play, uh, can I play with this red car? Right. You can play with this blue one. Right. You know, you know what I mean? Absolutely. There's ways because their brain is going to process that information differently than if you just say, no, you can't. No, mm. no, no, no. So I do that a lot, you know, especially with Cadence. She asks a million questions. So she's like, can I have the baby toy? And the baby's playing with it. And you're all I want to say is like, are you kidding me? You're right. five years old. That's a baby toy. Instead, I said, hey, do you? why don't you go get your Barbie, you know, and we'll brush their hair. And so you don't really say no. It's not a no, but it, is that but redirecting? It's a, and it's, a, it's redirecting, but with and a it's positive, positive result. Right. Right. And so they actually ante up. Right. Because, because they were going to play with the doll there. Now they're going to play with mom and, and the And what they truly want is your attention. Right. So they got that and that's money in the bank. You're, you're creating the foundation for the adolescent you want to raise. And the, the more you uh, understand about your child's brain and how it processes things. And this is what you learn from books yeah, and from courses that you've taken. You may not have time for the courses, but you can read the books. Uh, you can ask questions. Most of all, if you just, if you just have the attitude as a parent that I want to understand this child, like right. I understand my remote on my television or how I understand how my iPhone works. Right. Why, you know, like right now, Emma, she just turned four. 
And Emma is extremely independent. She's been dressing herself and feeding herself since before she turned two. Okay. Mm -hmm. And right now she wants me to feed her at the table mm -hmm. and she wants me to dress her. Right. And all it is, it, you know, and at first it caught, you know, I have another it child. No sense. It makes no sense. You have another child to take care of. And now you have more work. Like that's how, you know, it's like, OMG. All she wants is her attention. All she mm -hmm. wants is to make sure that she still has a one-on-one. She one sees the one. baby getting attention. Right. And so she wants, she just wants attention. So she sees, so you know what? Replicate that. Yes, I can feed you. And yes, mm -hmm. I can dress you. Because in Feb January and February, Katie was asking me to, to, hold her rock her. to hold her like a baby and rock her before I put her to bed. And you know what? I realized at first I was like, because she's big, <laughs> she's <laughs> tall, and she's like big bone, you know. And thankfully, I have muscles, but um, at first I didn't understand. And then I, I thought she was kidding. And then I'm like, you know what? She never had that. Mm -hmm. And so every day, probably for two months, I did just that. And she got over it. Yeah, she she does. It. She doesn't need that anymore. Mm -hmm. She doesn't even want me to carry her to bed anymore. And she so the, walks. The point is, is that, I mean that I think is a that's an extreme example, of, right? Because you know of most, the stuff yeah, that yeah, our kids went through, right? Exactly. But you know what? Sometimes but, when but you have a, a new baby, you might see that right. with a four-year-old, right? And that's the thing is that just the important thing is to understand. The more you understand about how your kid is processing things, the more you'll understand their behaviors and the better you'll be equipped to deal with it in a positive way that comes out the other side with your child progressing. Right. And your relationship getting stronger with that child. Yes. So that when you get older, your kid has a relationship with you. And when they get older, they are well adjusted. Yes. You know, anyway, we could talk forever about this. I hope this Such helps a great topic. somebody. Uh, go to the Unscripted group on Facebook, Unscripted. Um, I think it's just Unscripted. Unscripted yeah. group. Um, Anna will be on there. If you've got any questions, reach out. and, and uh, I'll be happy to help. Yeah, and there's just, I mean, it's just so much information. But anyway, have a good day. God bless. I hope this helps somebody. We'll be back in a couple days with another episode of Good Light Unscripted, the podcast. But I really need a break, baby.